Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, we have a big show for you today. Um, as you can see, I am only doing episodes weekly. I feel like I can do uh, more segments on the show. I can collect my thoughts more clearly and have more content to the podcast. And I gotta say, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, like I had a lot to talk about last week, but that was just recollecting sl- stuff from like one day. And now I have a lot to to share. I do realize that in my music segments that <clears throat> that I only talk about mostly K-pop. I do apologize for that. Um, but that is what I find interesting for me. Uh, yes, I do love, um, if there is some other music stuff that, that I'm interested in talking about, I, I would love to, but at the same time, there are, there are just some genres that, or just some, I, I just check on music videos that have some interests uh, to me, but at the same time, uh, most of them d- don't, um, but I do talk about other genres, like last time I did talk about lo-fi music, and it's probably, I probably prefer lo-fi music over K-pop, um, but there is just so much in the world of K-pop for me that I, I really wanted to share, so yeah, um, that's just a little disclaimer that I really wanted to just get out of the way, but before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today, this podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, which is the sponsor of this show, so without further ado, let's get started, so, um, I'm just gonna share some quick news that, um, it's not really related to music or movies or something, but I do think that this man was part of our culture, at least, or, um, at at least for me as a person who lives uh, near the LA area, and, uh, sad news is that, uh, Christopher Dennis, who, Dennis, sorry, Christopher Dennis, who played, um, Hollywood Superman, so if you don't know, in... In the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you, you would see a lot of people dressed in costumes. But this man, Christopher Dennis, was like, you know, he he dressed up as Superman. And it's one thing that, you know, anyone could wear a, a Superman costume. But what made him so famous is that he, and I think he appeared on Jimmy Kimmel once, or someone gave him an upgrade, but he looks almost like, like Christopher Reeve. And it's just like, you know, I'm not saying like, it's like, oh, he looks exactly like Christopher Reeve, but I could imagine Christopher Reeve, you know, getting older, but also like maybe not when he was, um, when he was in a wheelchair. I think like if he looks like Christopher Reeve, if he actually were like 52, but also still sort of healthy or like, you know, still pretty thin or whatnot, but yeah. He was at the age of 52, and I just wanted to say, uh, rest in peace, Christopher Dennis. I, I think I've met you before on, uh, at the Holly Walk of Fame before, but I did not really say hi or anything because, um, I didn't want to take a picture, but at the same time, I, I do regret it now. Um, ho- um, I guess you can say that he's really flying in heaven now, uh, with his Superman suit, so I, I did see images of him before, um, he, uh, he had some cool costumes. One, he had, like, a, the classic uh, 1970s Superman outfit, 
but sometimes he has upgrades such as like the Christopher Reeve one and the Henry Cavill one, um, thanks to um, uh, people in Hollywood where like they gave him an upgrade. So um, I I don't know all the details. I heard he had a, he passed away in like you know somewhere somewhere around the streets. Um, not so sure. I, I I actually I actually don't know for sure where he died really but i'm not going to skip to speculate that i just want to say um just share my condolences with him and uh if he has family then um, i'll be praying for them as well all right moving on to some other news uh not really news but uh, music in the in the world of music i do again once again i do have you know um some some k-pop stuff to share about um, I'm not going to share too much. I'm just going to make this pretty quick because I have other topics. I do have a main topic at the end. Uh, like I said, main topics are usually at the end of the podcast, near the end. So, yeah. But in the world of music, at least in for the, in this case, K-pop, as you can, uh, as I said, men- I mentioned last week before that Brown Eyed Girls, which is uh, a group that debuted like 14 years ago, 13 years ago. And uh, they said that they're not doing any music shows, and the reason why is because I think they feel in um, they feel um, they're not intimidated uh, intimidated, but they uh, they feel like they are intimidating to other groups, and they feel like they rather just promote in the way that they, the best way they can, which is like either to go on some shows, but not at the same time singing their own songs. Or, of course, they release their MVs. So, they just wanted to, um, just stay like that, like, you know, not doing, like, these big music shows and whatnot, and performing every single time. I, one, they're, like, over 30 years old, so I, I understand why, but yeah, I think that the, just to feel like that they can be intimidating for some groups, um, they wanted to let other groups have, you know, kind of, like, the spotlight, I guess, so yeah. Also, um... Uh, the uh, uh, the boy group called Newest. This is uh, I'm not sure if this is the first time, but I will say that their recent comeback uh, music video. Um, I forgot what the title was. Uh, Love me, uh, yeah, their song Love Me. They had five consecutive wins in a row, and I I'm sure that stats had changed, uh, but I lost track of time. But I think this is very impressive. They went from a not a very well well known K-pop group, but now they're becoming pretty big, especially in the um not just not just in the U.S. but in Korea as well. In Korea and the U.S., they are slowly you know becoming like a pretty big. So I'm just really happy for them. Also, Got Seven. They are recently to come back called You Calling My Name. This is probably one of their best. Um, I've checked out their other comebacks, but at the same time, they're, they weren't that interesting to me. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they're not great. I just felt like this comeback had more sensual, more, um, funk. Like the dance was like, you know, like just these subtle movements. I love subtle movements in choreo, which is, um, which is the reason why I learned a uh, fear by God seven, oh, not God seven, 17, they just have this, um, 
they just have like the subtleness of like dances and i love that in this not only in this song but even the song sounds subtle and i love it and it's funky and it's sensual it's sexy and i just love that also um wavy released another music video or they already had a comeback for moonwalk and probably one of their best mvs like you know and comeback especially uh, performing on korean uh korean shows especially because they are a Chinese boy group I'm just very proud of them but for this MV it's called love talk and it's all English and let me just sing part of let me just sing part of the chorus I can hear it calling from where you are loving the way you want to talk touch me tease me fill me up touch me tease me fill me up and like it's very R&B-ish it reminds they're all wearing white that's how like 90s this is it's 90s it has r&b it's also i um part of my part of my language and i'm sorry if you don't want to hear me sing i do apologize for that but who cares i'm sorry um but people would say that this this song is kind of like the like an a hoe anthem (laughs) because the lyrics are really dirty like, touch me, tease me, fill me up. I'm like, damn boy, like, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> that is certainly love talk, if that's not love talk. But then again, it's more than just love talk, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all I can, but what's surprising is that this song is is all English. And sometimes when K-pop groups, when they do all English music, or like all English songs... Sometimes it's very weird, but when you have songs like um, NCT's Regular and Cherry Bomb, when they turn into English uh, English versions, it actually sounds really good. And this one is a is a good uh, example, and I think Monster X uh, does that as well. But speaking of Monster X, unfortunately, um, uh, one of their members, Wong Ho, had to leave the group because of. Uh, there's been a lot of speculations of him um, owing money and doing drugs, um, or but it's I guess it's like it's weed. But then again, in Korea, they're not lenient when it comes to marijuana or like, anything of that, um, which is unfortunate and especially like you know money problems to the point where people were like, you know, uh, they're not gonna give this guy a break. They're gonna keep bashing on him, and if he felt like. I felt like he felt like a burden to the group, which made him have to leave. And I did see one of the recent one of the recent comeback shows without Wong Ho, and you can tell that they are very, very hurt, and they had to act like they're, you know, like. Here's the thing about K-pop groups: they have to act like nothing has happened. Like when a member leaves, or when there's a controversy, they just had to act like nothing happened, and that's unfortunate to the group and it's also very unfortunate to Wong Ho who um I don't know much of the group as much but I can tell that there's many incidents like this um uh, so yeah um that is uh I really don't since I'm not really attached to Monster X as much I all I can say is um I wish the the group um, you know the best really and I I know they'll get through it um uh, over time, so yeah. All right, moving on to other segments. Called, this is the food segment. It's not. It's food related, and it's just something that I really want to discuss. 
One, I will talk about, um, again, once again, I love the YouTube channel called Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit is a YouTube channel where, um, if you don't know the magazine Bon Appetit, uh, you should just check out. There's a lot of delicious food in there. But, of course, they're ma- having their Making Perfect uh, series, and right now they're focusing on Thanksgiving sides for this uh this current episode, and it was like Claire and Christina, and, or is it Christina or Christine? I forgot, but anyways, they, it wasn't like, you know, very hard, sort of like, you know, recipe, they, it's a lot of creativity, all the other foods were like, what is the perfect, you know, dish for this, like, sort of dish, this one has a little bit more freedom for them to, um, to do, so, so, all I can say is this has been another good episode. Check it out. Check out Bon Appetit. It's very, it's a very educational, but it's also a fun YouTube channel. And lots of delicious uh, food and creative chefs. Um, you know, they're, they're very talented people. So, yeah. Also, uh, in the other world of news, but this is more corporate. <laughs> so, McDonald's CEO has to step down because he was having a relationship with an employee now (laughs) i don't know what kind of relationship is this i don't know if it's like if he was married or if uh you know if the if if the woman was married i don't really know for sure but i know that you know when it comes to people dating especially amongst the workplace of course it's um it's not okay for for most for most areas for most um for most works it can be uh, can be lenient but at the same time it's not a good idea sometimes when when you're starting to date a coworker because for example if you two break up then uh it will be uh ruin ruining the workplace it makes everything uncomfortable so that's why um like, you know, for human resources, they have to say, you cannot date in this area, or, like, you cannot date your coworkers. So, um, unfortunately, now we have to hear this, the CEO has to step down, but, I mean, I mean, it's not like they're gonna find, like, you know, this CEO is gonna ruin everything, no, it's not like, (laughs) it's not like he's the president of the United States, but at the same time, it is, it is, a global empire really you gotta uh you know gotta find someone who's um i, I don't know i feel like he just needs to sit there <laughs> i don't know the, he or she who is going to be the new C- ceo of mcdonald's they're already doing great people are gonna keep eating mcdonald's like you can't you can't stop them from you know you can't stop mcdonald's it's just too big it's so famous, and once you close down all McDonald's, there's gonna be riots. It is the cheapest food that you can get. Well, I mean, cheapest fast food, I guess. But <laughs> I'm not saying it's gonna be the end of the world, but there's gonna be a riot. If <laughs> so, all I can say is good luck, McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but yeah. Alright, moving on to the internet segment, the Webby went, uh, it's not Webby Wednesdays, <laughs> it's the internet's, uh, subject, or segment, ugh, getting a little tongue-tied. Recently, what I've noticed is that there is a new ABCD song, and I don't like it, <laughs> I don't like it, um, 
<laughs> I, I, I wish I could sing it, but I, I don't want to. It's like the, it's the same tone as like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, like L, M, N, O, P, Q, R. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right. And all, all I can say is go check out for this video for yourself. Or if not, if you really care about your precious ABCD song, just don't listen to it. But, um, but yeah, I really don't think that, um, I really don't think that it's not really a good idea, really. Alright, um, moving on to, uh, to another internet's, uh, sub, um, topic that I found. It's the OK Boomer trend. I noticed that, that the OK Boomer sort of deal, it started trending, like, last week, I believe. Um, I don't apply it to my daily life, really. I don't think it's, to be honest, I really don't think it's funny. I think it's pretty disrespectful. Um, because one year similar, um, you are assuming that, uh, baby boomers or people before that are, they don't know better, really. People tend to forget that people have to fight for what we have now. People had to fight for their rights so that we can live in a, um, in a more tolerable society. And it's not really fair to those who really fought for our rights. For example, like, you know, the right to vote or having to, like, you know, protest or something, something like that. It's not fair to just say, okay, boomer, like, that's not really fair. I know there are people, there are people in that generation that, that can be, um, a closed-minded or stereotypical, but then again, they have, we have that in our society too. Not just our, not, not society, our generation as well. My generation. Millennials and after that, there are some disrespectful people that are closed-minded. And we, if we keep saying, okay, boomer, I, I just don't think it really is funny. Um... I don't, and I'm not even part of that generation, really. So, but I get why it happened. I, I, I did see the video of some some woman speaking in New Zealand, um, but I thought it was like, okay, Burma, not okay, Boomer, but I'm not so sure um, if it's whatever is true. However, I think it's just um, disrespectful to anyone, just like, you know, just put, it, put uh, people in the box, so yeah. Um, all right, and also let's moving on to, to segment number five or my fifth sub, uh, my fifth, uh, uh, how am I going to say this? The TV segment. I was going to say sit back Saturdays, but at the same time, no, it's, this is TV. And by the way, I'm kind of cut off. I got cut off for a bit, but sorry about that. Alright, moving on to TV. I recently watched The Good Place again. I gotta say, though, Season 4 has not been my favorite season. I think the previous seasons were great because it's all more adventurous. This one is more of like, it's like a new cast, and I really don't know what's happening anymore. Um, I mean, actually, no, no, I'll take that back. I do know what's happening 
it's just I don't know what's the direction of the show now. I don't know if like this show is closing. I like closing soon. Um, I don't know how many episodes we have left. It's it's just not as great as I thought it would really, but it's still good. It's still good. There's there's still funny moments, but I feel like this is the weakest season out of all the other three. I think season three was my favorite because they uh, they took a huge turn but they still focus on the on the same you know group really but you take Chidi out of the group and put him in something else it it felt like he was now just a secondary character and not a main cast so that's what I I, I miss the chemistry amongst the the four and Michael so but at the same time I I um I'm still hoping that we will get a good finale, and I'm sure they will probably have a good finale, but yeah. Alright, um, I there is also some other TV news that I wanted uh, to talk about. One is the Superman and Lois TV show. I think it's been green-lighted. I'm actually kind of quite excited. I read the synopsis, and it said that Superman is going to be focusing mostly on... What is it called? Just being Superman. Uh, saving people and not just like you know have to fight these big heroes i mean like big uh big villains but him just saving people and i actually kind of miss that i mean supergirl did that um they find the balance between like you know big villains and then just saving people that that's what i miss i miss superman saving people instead of just fighting these big villains um that's what the Zack snyder universe or the dc universe did and i don't like it and most of the comics were all about you know just fighting the big bad guys but saving people is what what made him superman especially in the first comics as well and action comics number one he had to stop like this corrupt you know i don't know governor or something he would break down doors and then like stop that but also just saving people as well saving i remember that in the the first movie christopher reeve movie that's what i loved about it i that's why i love brandon rouse uh superman because he had to save like you know you know people from an airplane and that sequence by the way the airplane scene was probably the, the best superman sequence i've ever seen and of course the applause you know saying that superman is back and not just like you know some alien like you know superman is a superhero yes he's an alien but he's a hero and that's what i miss so in superman and lois i'm glad that it's been green lighted so i can't wait to see that and speaking of green green arrow and the canaries is coming up and I know that it's going to introduce the the new cast or the the future cast of the uh, new team Arrow, and um, so far, um, from what's happening right now, especially the recent episode, which I'm going to be talking about in a bit, um, I'm actually kind of quite excited. Now, the at the same time, I I wish they will keep the same vibes, really. I wish they would keep the same vibes. Uh, I actually don't mind the fu- uh, the future, f- uh, the flash forwards. I actually, I, d- I didn't mind that at all. I think it was a nice, it was a nice thing where not everything is too cringy, but also, I actually, uh, I actually like the character Mia 
I think, um, I don't think she is so annoying. I just think she needs to learn how to be more humble. So I think they're going to develop that later on in future episodes. So I'm actually all for the new Green Arrow and Canary show. Also, I recently watched Batwoman. I gotta say, this show is really good. I'm loving this show. And, like, the dynamic between, like, learning Alice's past was not only horrible, like, I mean, horrible in, uh, like, you know, story, no, not story-wise, like, horrible, it's, like, tragic, that, like, you know, to know her backstory, it was very sad and, uh, very sad to see. But I gotta say, though, this is one of their best episodes so far, because, one, it did not feature Batwoman as much, um, well, it's not about Batwoman, it's about Alice and her backstory, um, I mean, I'm always down to see more Batwoman, but this was just, you know, so good, I, I believe, this is, I gotta say, Ruby Rose, as an actress, like, you know, she is really coming to her own, like, I think people should really give Batwoman a chance, but what I've, there are some moments that, where they had some bad ADR, for example, the mayor talking to the daughter, it it didn't sound right to me. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just bad ADR, really. But what I will say, there was a Harry Potter reference. And this kid, uh, spoiler alert, there's this kid that can literally mimic anyone. Like, he even said, he even mimicked the um, Hermione... Um, uh, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa, and I gotta say, because it's Warner Brothers, they could use that clip, and they could put that in the show, and I gotta say, that threw me off, I was like, he actually sounds like Emma, Emma Watson, how they do that, and I was like, so stupid, but it was just so funny to see that, um, but yeah, I just great, um, great Batwoman episode, and of course, Supergirl, um, I actually don't know how I feel about Super, uh, Supergirl right now, but I will say the, uh, the development of Lena becoming, like, you know, slowly into a supervillain is just so interesting to me, really. There is a fake Doc Ock character, but mixed with Robocop. <laughs> he looks like Robocop from a, because of the helmet, but he looks like Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man because of these arms coming out of his backpack, and I'm like, God, come on. That's Doc Ock, but with two arms instead of four. <laughs> so, I mean, Supergirl and uh, Supergirl is just all right for me. It's not something to rave about. But I will say, now see, we need to talk about Flash and Arrow. Flash and Arrow. Okay, for, first of all, let's talk about Flash. We we figured out that, or we discovered that. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Gypsy is dead, and, um, it's, it's kind of sad, because, um, we have to witness, um, her father dealing with the death of Gypsy, and I thought, I, I, trust me, I wish it wasn't real, but at the same time, we know that the actress probably, probably won't come back, or at least not for a while. Uh, so it's understandable that they had to kill off her character because, um, I, 
maybe it's because of like you know the show the show the new show she's in right now um but also we, we need to develop like we need to appreciate this new character camilla that he's uh, having romantic feelings with like one he loves her very much but also like it's like you know part of him like needs to move on really and yes he doesn't have his powers but but they have hints of his like you know he is suppressing his powers and again we did see vibe in the crisis scene or when barry was like seeing the future it's not like it's a different timeline or anything like that this is the future one one of the possible futures and cisco eventually probably has his powers back um one i'm excited to see his powers coming back but also it's just unfortunate to see him dealing with the grief of i mean dealing him grieving about about gypsy i think she was a she was a fantastic actress a fantastic character um it was just unfortunate that we had they had to kill her off but it's also understandable as well but that's but that's how you get these emotions these this is where actors shine through to share those emotions about these characters that's why some even though we don't love uh we don't love these death scenes it just show, goes to show that this is the relationship of this is the relationship of these characters really so yeah um and then of course we got to talk about arrow man arrow it's such a good this is one of their best episodes ever like because the reason why the fact that oliver is finally seeing his kids he hasn't seen william for a while and i mean not for a while not for a while and probably like a few like you know almost a year i guess but the fact that he had he seen William after a rough patch, you know, you know, rough conflict, and now he gets to see William again, you know, fully grown, but as a billionaire, and also he's just the way he looked at him, he was so happy. And oh, again, spoiler alert: when when William came out as gay to Oliver, and Oliver just says, "I know." That is the most heart, like heart wrenching. Not a heart wrench. Uh, I don't know if that's a heartwarming scene that I've ever seen from Oliver. That he, that this man has been accused of, you know, just being violent and one or two other people. But he is so tolerant to not only his son, but like you know, he just he just knew, and he was so happy that William is finally being honest with him. It take William for a while, but it was just so. Oh my God, there are so many feels of the show, like you know the relationship between the kids and, of course, they're adults, but like the kids and their parents. And oh my God, when they had to tell Renee that Zoe's dead, his oh my God, his face—he looks like he was gonna burst into tears. That is some brilliant acting. Like, to see that vulnerability. And that, you know... But, man, I I will say, like, you know... I felt sorry for Connor dealing with, like, you know, Diggle just being so mad. That, like, you know, my son's a murderer. And, like, you lied to me, Connor. And, like, oh, my, come on. 
what can he do? But at the same time, it's understandable that he's mad. But I'm glad that they had to sew those patches and then, like, and, you know, start anew, really. That's what I love about the relationships between the future, you know, future Team Arrow and old Team Arrow. This is connecting the past and future into making a better future. And that's what I love about this show. And, of course, Mia. Mia, Mia finally, you know, meeting uh, her father for the first time was just so, you know, interesting to see. Because you would expect, like, she finally... Well, not really. And this actually uh, kind of expected that she will not get along with Oliver because he's been gone for so long. It's like, I don't need you, Dad. Like, you know. But she's still grieving from the death of Zoe. And, and the fact that Oliver needed to teach, to teach Mia how to live with it and be better was, is something that I'm excited to see. And, and of course the previews from this, uh, for next week's episode is going to be very interesting as well. So yeah, um, yeah. So moving on from Flash and Arrow, moving on to Titans, Titans was, uh, to be honest, Titans was pretty forgettable, really. Um, it's not very interesting. I think this is probably one of the weakest episodes. Um, but I will say that... Um, here's the thing. I'm not saying everything is fine when the Titans were back together. But it gotten a lot worse when they split up. If they had sticked together... They would, you know, at least, like, you know, that's how you deal with it. You don't just walk away. You have to, you know, make things right. You have, you need to have those bonding experiences and know each other. But that's not how it goes. You know, Dick's arrested and, um, you know, dealing with prison. However, however, I love how they're giving these hints of Nightwing. Um, because... The, his inmates were talking about some Nightbird. And I'm like, oh, come on. Come on, Nightwing. He's like, like, that is a, such a big indicator. And I want to see that at the end of the season, Dick becoming Nightwing. I'm going to be so hyped for that. And I can't wait to see that. And lastly, uh, for TV, My Hero Academia. This is actually really good. This is a really good episode. One, knowing that, again, spoiler alert, Midoriya has to, um, realizes that Old Maito is going to be dying very soon, and he questioned whether he is still worthy to be his successor, and you know what, there are some heart-wrenching moments in that episode, so go check that out if you love My Hero Academia, it's up right now. Um, so, moving on to movies, which is going to be leaning on to... Um, to the main topic of, of this episode. Yes, this episode's very long. I do apologize, but this is where I'm gonna, this is what to be expected for now on. There's gonna be more packed episodes and more content, so yeah. <sighs> I need to breathe, though. <laughs> Hold on for, I just need to, um, grab something really quick. Had to get, like, a Jolly Rancher from, because uh, <laughs> my mouth is getting pretty dry, so, like, from all this talking, so, and also, I don't have water with me, so, if you hear some, 
if my voice sounds a little bit off, because I have a Jolly Rancher in my mouth. Alright. So, for... During my Spidey... During my Spidey Man... Uh, like, my Spider-Man movie marathon... Again, I think that Spider-Man PS4 is still probably one of um, the better stories. Um, yeah, it's not a movie. I, I get that. But someone edited it to be, to be a movie, and I, I find that more exciting. But I love Into the Spider-Verse a lot more now. I mean, I loved it before. But I also realized that I love the Amazing Spider-Man series a lot more than Tom Holland's. I don't know why. I guess I'm more emotionally invested in their stories instead of Tom Holland's. Um, maybe because like this, it's not about the stakes. Like you know, because in Tom Holland's um, movies, like the stakes are pretty high in um, in his films. Like you know, this whole big universe. But sometimes I don't really like that. I love the simplicity of these movies, really, especially for the Amazing Spider-Man movies. But I gotta say, like the Raimi, the Raimi um, trilogy is still like you know my top favorite. But Amazing Spider-Man movies, I you gotta give them credit, really. Um, I think it's been bashed before, um, and I think Andrew Garfield's um, performance in those movies has been so fantastic, and I think he's the good Peter Parker. Yes, he's not nerdy, but I had to emphasize that his Peter Parker is not like the Peter Parker that, that not really we grew up with, but it's still Peter Parker. You know why? Because one, he is very shy in the, and also he did not feel like that he belonged really he still got bullied by flash thompson he get you even see him get beat up we didn't really see that as much in toby Maguire's, like you know being beat up by flash thompson but yes there's the fight and yes he got tripped once but he's still he was still that outsider so yeah um but yeah I think that the Amazing Spider-Man movies is like what I've grown to love even more as the as the more I watch them. Also, um, what I've noticed is um, here's some other news. One, Japanese Spider-Man is going to be joining the Into the Spider-Verse two, and I'm so happy. I can't I can't wait to see what this is going to look like really because Japanese Spider-Man is so iconic. Because of his big giant robot and his his wrist communicator morph, and I gotta say it's really awesome to see that uh, for the new upcoming movie. Uh, by the way, if you do see um, um, uh, see a bit of cuts of, of the podcast, I do apologize. I can't re-record this really. There's some been some accidental. Um, cuts in the uh, in the podcast but if if you hear those um i doubt that those things will happen but i know i'm continuing this um the show as i go along but yeah sorry about that but anyways i'm still excited to see japanese spider-man in the movie i can't wait and also we've also heard that 
Scoob, a new Scooby-Doo movie is coming up. This is not a live action. It's more of a 3D animation sort of sort of movie. It actually looks pretty nice. I gotta show you. One thing I, I am excited for, one, I love the classic. I, I grew up with Scooby-Doo. I, uh, I love the live action films and I love the cartoon as well. Um, a pup named Scooby-Doo was something I would watch sometimes uh, on Boomerang. Where they have the, all the Hanna-Barbera, like, you know, oh, I just, I, I miss those cartoons, but, but yeah, I'm excited for this new movie. I know that Zac Efron's going to be in the movie, <laughs> and of course, the original voice of Scooby-Doo will be in the film as well, so yeah, and we have heard news that Ant-Man 3 is actually coming up as well, so uh, get ready for that. All right, now for the main, main um, topic, and that is... I'm going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts. As you may know, of course, I am a, Harry, a huge Harry Potter fan. But, I will admit that there are people who did not like the Fantastic Beasts franchise. I love the first one. The second one, they had some continuity errors. Um, okay, sorry. A lot of con- continuity errors. But, I still enjoyed it at the theater with my friends. But... But the the one thing that I will say though, and and we have announced like they are gonna do Fantastic Beast three and it's gonna be set in Brazil. But we also heard that it was supposed to be a five five film series. So one, should it actually happen? And two, will it will it happen if it did not do well? Because it's one thing to, like, you know, it's one thing like, oh, we want to make a sequel, but this is Harry Potter, and you cannot really just stop there. If there is, if there's plans, like, stories to tell, like, they have to continue those movies, like, those stories to tell, because this is what J.K. Rowling wanted. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that there's no possibility it will be, like, you know, cancelled. But there's some way that the story is going to be, you know, that the story is going to come out. And, of course, you know, most, li- most likely it will probably be on Pottermore or, um, what's it called? Maybe if they're going to do, like, a Harry Potter series or, like, books, you know, some of those things. But the fact that they plan for a five film, five film franchise, they have plans and they have stories to tell. So I'm not sure if it's going to be canceled or, you know, if like the third film doesn't work out. They have to make this movie work to win the fans back. They have to explain why these certain things happen. But at the same time, I just want to hear a good story, too. I mean, I love the lore, and but at the end, it has to be a good story. So, um, but at the same time, I I know that fan, um, not just fans, but casual moviegoers are gonna feel neglected because they don't know all of these things. So, that's another thing. Like, you can. I feel like this should have made into books first before making into film franchises because she's great in you know writing stories. 
as a, you know, as a screenwriter or like a writer on a movie, she's not that great. I think if it was translated into books, it will work a lot better and then professional filmmakers could adapt that to their movies. But I don't know. I guess we have to find out. Um, should there be a, a five film, like, you know, fantastic, should there be five films? I don't know, really. I'm glad that they are aiming for five. I'm glad they're not aiming for a lot more. Do I think, I think five is a good number. But even three is, uh, is a pretty good number too. So I just hope that this, uh, next one in Brazil, I hope it's going to be very good. And of course the fight against, Albus Dumbledore and Grindelwald. I really wanted to see that. So yeah. All right, that is it for my culture mind. Thank you so much for listening today. I do apologize for a bit of cuts, if there's a bit of glitchiness to the podcast, but I promise that it's going to um, to be a lot better. And yes, this episode is is 45 minutes long. I apologize, but it's going to be more packed and um, at least for me, I can talk about a lot more stuff. So yeah. Anyways, that is it for my culture mind. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like this podcast, click follow on whatever um, podcast services you are listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care, bye-bye.